Welcome to Reality Hunt Club. This episode is backstrap management. Good job. Alright, so we were out tonight and my dad got one. And um, we're in the process of taking some does out with a bow. Was it hot tonight? Yeah, it's pretty warm. Not as warm as it has been though. Yeah, so we're going to try to get some more. This is the first one. Me and dad are up here for a whole week. So, um, it's supposed to get cooler next couple days. Hopefully we'll get one on video. He was hunting one area of the club. I was hunting another area of the club. Of course, he knocked him down. Two years in a row, same spot, almost the same time. She almost fell in the same location. So, a good year and a half old deer. About 65, 70 pounds probably. Kind of like to kill because all the other club members shoot the big does. So it gives us a chance to kill a wide spectrum of different age classes. Try to spread them out a little bit better. Besides, that one eats better, don't it, Dad? Yeah, this kind you want to eat. This is an 18-yard <laughs> shot. The other one was a 30-yard shot. What would you shoot him with? Crossbow. Yeah. Broadhead. Yeah? Was so it fun? Yeah, yeah. And what did we do before we went to eat? I mean, what did we do before we went to hunt? Uh, we cooked a steak and ate supper and said it's about time to put one down. Yeah, that big old steak in your old belly. It didn't matter if one came out or not, right? No, uh, I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now the real work begins. Yep. So stay tuned. Hopefully we'll get a couple more, at least one more on video. I'm going to try to get one on camera. Um, if not, we'll shoot something else. Try to figure out how to end this webisode. So stay tuned. So you saw my dad take a doe. We actually picked out that doe, and that's the one I wanted to take. Like I said in the video, we tried to shoot different age classes does. I got a lot of members that like to shoot the biggest doe come in, so we normally shoot the, the smaller ones, just kind of balance it out. But anyway, I was real happy to share that with him, um, especially two years in a row. Now we're going to get him a big buck come November. Now what you see here is the next evening and I'm going hunting. These are two fawns that come right on into the feeder, but the doe, their mama stayed out. Now these doe, these two fawns walk right underneath my stand and you can actually see, I can see them between my legs walking underneath the stand. And the mama's circling around and she's not too happy with me. She's stomping a little bit, but she's, she won't blow, but these two fawns come right on in. So um, after this hunt, um, next day or two I actually went in there and cut a bunch of limbs down and cut a little small tree down and I built me a barricade so they can't come underneath my stand anymore now these are the only deer I've had at this stand location that have come underneath the stand now I was in here to shoot a doe I was also in here for sway and this is the same location that I had before where I tried to go on that where I was where I had that encounter with sway and it just got too late and you know if you watched the previous video you know the whole story behind that so anyway, it's about 7.30, and it's getting dark, and this, this doe, a uh, yearling doe, a fawn, a pretty good-sized doe, and this little nubbin' buck came in, and um, so I wanted to shoot a doe with my bow. So you actually can hear me get my bow up, and I slapped the, I slapped the camera arm a little bit, but it didn't make a lot of noise. They didn't hear me. So I'm getting my bow ready, trying to um, get to where I can get a shot in here, and it's getting dark, and... Um, So they kept acting kind of weird, and I thought maybe Sway was coming in from the side, blah, 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 but they never were. So I, I made up my mind at this point that it was getting dark enough that if one of them presented me a shot, I was going to shoot her. 
Well, this one doe up at the top left behind that pine tree, she's starting to ease over to that opening. And um, so I said, well, if she's over to that opening, that's about 30 yards. I'm going to try to shoot her. Nice yearling doe, kind of the same size as that. My dad shot the evening before. So I was thinking, all right, this is going to work good. So she starts even, even over there. Easing over there, and I think I think the deer were getting kind of nervous because the bucks were coming. I I don't know, but um, they just didn't. They I, they also been there for about twenty minutes, and they'd ate most of the corn. So I think they were about to feed off. Is actually what I think was happening. So so like I said, I'm losing light, and I want to shoot one. So. So here you see them, they're starting to get a little frisky, starting to move off. So this one up at the top, you can see it. She's moving that open. So I reach over and I grab my camera arm and I slide my camera arm over so where I can see it. So right there, she's quartering away and I'm like, oh, this is good. So I pull back my bow. Actually hit the camera arm on my back arm. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm good. So right there, I pull. And right when I start to pull, I didn't notice, but she turned quarterly quartering me. She took a big step quartering toward me. And what happened was I shot way back. I mean way back. And um, made me sick. And this is actual slow motion of what's happening here. As you can see, that's a good shot there. Now the tree's not as close as you think. I still think I have plenty of time to shoot him for the tree. But as you can see, she started turning and I hit her back. And we look for that deer an hour. I fit, we we looked for an hour that evening, just we only went about 60, 80 yards looking for some tracks. Not tracks, but looking for the arrow and looking for blood. And um, we couldn't find any a lick of blood. So we gave her overnight. We came back the next day. Um, we looked for another hour and a half, two hours. We couldn't find her. Um, even though she'd expired, I figured she'd, I figured she'd expired. And I knew, the, I knew the meat wasn't going to be good, but I wanted to find her to make sure that we did get her. He, you know, um, a couple guys made fun of me thinking we were looking for a hundred. You know, we looked so hard for this doe. They were like, You're, it wasn't 170 inch, but I felt that we owed it to the deer to find her. And um, it makes me sick. And I was sick to my stomach pretty hard. And um, as you can see in the video, uh, I rushed the shot. I should have slowed down. I should have waited till she cleared the other tree. But I, I just rushed it, and when I when I did pull back and I did shoot, she did take a hard one hard step toward me, and went from um, broadside to quartering to me, and that wasn't probably the best decision. And um, I've seen them lose them on TV. I've got buddies that lose them shooting them way back like that. And you don't like to do it, but it's gonna happen, and it's gonna happen, especially during bow season when you pick up a bow. And anybody that bow hunts a lot. Uh, I, I dare to say that they can't say they haven't lost one either. So anyway, we did our due diligence. We looked for a hard. I mean, we never found the air. We never found the blood, any bloods from the shot and from the noise. I'm pretty sure we um, it was a lethal hit on her. I don't expect to see her around the club anymore, but we will look. So I showed you a good hunt with my dad. showed you what happens when you bow hunt. And um, so I'm going to get back on that saddle and I'm going to try it again. So that's what happens. And like I said, um, thanks for watching Rally Hunt Club. We're going to go after them again. We're not going to let this get us down. 
and we're going to try to we're going to put some more on the ground. So stay tuned and thanks for watching.